Welcome to the First Comics News Podcast. Welcome to First Comics News Podcast, Episode 41. I'm First Comics News Managing Editor Matthew Suchek, and I'm here to talk about some of the best comics you may not be aware of. We're going to start off this episode with a comic called Neon Future. It's by Impact Theory. Uh, You can visit them at comics.impacttheory.com. And it is a superb near-future neo-thriller that is absolutely well done uh, from the story right down to the artwork. There's no ads in this comic. It starts from page one to the very last page. It is just gripping. Uh, it's in the future where they, uh, the society's turned its back on technology for the most part. And those who use it are kind of shunned, if you will. And the main character, Clay, he's been augmented with some stuff against his will. Uh, he's fulfilling the uh, hero journey, if you will, you know, destined to save the world and whatnot, even if he's not interested in it. Uh, but there is some great, great writing in this. It is uh, a little bit emotional, this issue. Uh, there's some things with his mother, uh, some nice action. I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen this particular comic at my local comic shop, uh, so you may have to ask for it. It's the only comic that they're publishing right now, uh, so you'd really have to go up, hit your favorite local comic store, and tell them Impact Theory is the publisher. The name of the comic is Neon Future. There's three issues out now. It's not too late to get caught up. Uh, what have we got? $4 an issue. So $12, bucks, you will be completely caught up, ready for the next issue. Uh, you're not going to regret that at all. While I was in my local comic book shop in Cranston, Rhode Island, Time Capsule Comics, I came across a comic called Sham Comics. Now, this is published by Source Point Press. And what they do is they take public domain uh, golden age stories and they change all the thought balloons and word balloons and captions around to make it uh, humorous, if you will. Kind of like a mystery science theater for comic books. It's, uh, it looks like a Golden Age comic. They, they, the production on this is very, very good. It has nice stiff covers, nice paper. Uh, the color is great. They, they make fake ads and everything. Uh, this one features uh, Bozo the Robot and uh, the, Roy, the Red Roid and Pooter. Randy Rocket and Planet of the Pooches. Uh, so I, I tell you, I laughed out loud three or four times when I was reading this comic. Uh, it, this just strikes me, uh, hits the funny bone just perfectly for me. So uh, I've never heard of Source Point Press before, but after this, I guess they do a whole line of these kind of uh, themed comics. Uh, definitely go check it out. Uh, if you do pick up this comic and you get to the glow-in-the-dark the neckties, uh, I laughed out loud and my wife laughed out loud when she saw that. So Source Point Press, it's $4. Uh, and again, when you're in your local comic shop, if you see something that's interesting, especially if it's from a smaller publisher, publisher, I'm apologize, please take a chance. Uh, these guys could really use your support. Every you know issue they sell is another you know chance they can continue on with what they love to do. What do you say we stay with uh, some small press? In May, we had Free Comic Book Day, and I hope you guys all went out and 
you know, showed up at your local comic shop. We had two or three different places, spread the wealth around. Uh, I went to Time Capsule in Cranston. Uh, we went to Newberry Comics, and we went to our, well, out of all places, our local library had a great little thing going on, too. So I bought a whole, bought, I picked up a whole free stack of comics, and I always make a purchase at the stores on there as well, because uh, it's a big day for them. So I kind of, I hold off a week or two and pick up all my comics at once to help that get that day up. So I missed this initially. Uh, I found it in my comic pile. I wasn't really sure what to make of it, but once I read it, uh, that's why I'm kind of going back to this, because it's important. Stay with me. It's called Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man, uh, issue one. It was a one-shot. Uh, it, it's very cool. So Dragonfly is the modern-day uh, kind of like a Batman character. You know, he's got the gritty lines and the, the stubble, and he's got the teen sidekick who, you know, uses the, you know, the off-characters, the swear, and kind of a violent world. Not overly violent, but still violent. And Dragonfly Man is the more Adam Westy type of character. It, he fights villains who have guns that shoot boxing gloves at him and such. More of a wholesome thing. So this story intertwines both of them. Uh, kind of a similar story, not really, but you kind of see the contrast. I won't spoil anything here, but when I was done, I was very, very interested in finding out more uh, from these guys. It is from uh, Ahoy Comics, and they do a, a couple comics that actually look pretty good. They do a Planet of the Nerds, which is like a reverse, uh, uh, what was it, Revenge of the Nerds, if you're old enough like I am, uh, hashtag danger. Uh, but they, this is a one-shot, but it, it's kind of confusing because the one-shot is titled uh, uh, Dragonfly and Dragonflyman. But the series that it's taken from is called The Wrong Earth, and what happens is the Adam West type of superhero and the gritty, dark Batman, uh, modern-day Batman kind of hero get switched. The they get pulled into each other's universes. So the guy who's just super violent and dark, he's in this bubbly kind of world. And the more bubbly hero, you know, the, oh, good golly, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's in, uh, you know, like the, the most recent Batman Suicide Squad type of movies. Uh, so it, it looks pretty good. Uh, the six issues of it out, I highly encourage you guys uh, to go check it out. Again, it's The Wrong Earth. If your local comic shop has any free comic book days uh, comics available, you can definitely ask to see if they have Dragonfly and Dragonflyman. Uh, I think you may even be able to get, get that particular comic uh, downloaded right off of their website, too. So definitely check that out. Uh, check out some of the other stuff, because it looks like they have a good lineup. Uh, i got to try to get them on the review uh, list here so we can get more eyes on their comics and get some reviews published on the website. All right. Uh, now I'm, I'm going to go a little bit away from the independence, if you will. I'm going to wrap up with two comics uh, that are similar, uh, and they're both, amazingly enough, Star Wars. First one I'm going to talk about is Star Wars Age of Rebellion, Luke Skywalker. Uh, this is a one-shot. They're doing a lot of uh, Rebel Age of Rebellion era uh, one-shots. This was by Greg Pack. He wrote the story. It's called Fight or Flight. And what this is, it, is it takes place uh, pre-Return of the Jedi, and it shows Luke uh, leading the rebels on, on certain missions. And uh, Darth Vader makes just a casual appearance. You know, he, he's bowing to the hologram of the, of the Emperor, and he's like, oh, you, you know, Vader, 
Luke Skywalker continues to evade you. He must be stronger than you thought. And, you know, Vader's like, oh, we'll get him, we'll get him. And then he's dismissed and that's it. So the Emperor kind of takes things into his own hands and tries to influence Skywalker to corrupt him from afar. Uh, And it is very cool and very well done. It's a little jarring the way they do it. uh, But once you realize what's happening, it's very cool. And one thing that struck me about this particular comic was... Uh, There's a scene where the Emperor plants in his head that they don't trust him because he's a Force user. And the only other Force user the galaxy's known is Darth Vader. They don't trust him, and they're going to die because of that. And and, and he shows them this this vision about how, you know, they will never trust him. They'll never believe in him. And everyone dies. And it shows Luke uh, flying to a distant planet, burying his X-Wing in uh, water, uh, discarding his helmet and his lightsaber getting in with the local natives, if you will, and then uh, actually having a family and raising up uh, some children. And then he snaps back to reality, and it was just like, it was just like, a, like a corrupting influence, but, he, but he, he broke free at the last second. And, uh, but it was, I, I don't know if it was intended or not, but I took it as a firm rebuttal of The Last Jedi, where Luke ran away <laughs> buried his X-Wing in the water, came in with the natives, uh, grew a beard like in the comic, but in this one he snaps out of it. It's, it's just nothing that he would be cons- he'd ever consider doing, and that's really the Luke Skywalker that uh, you know, people my age remember. Uh, but man, man, oh man, it, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but uh, man, it was, uh, it was good. Uh, and then they do talk about how they reference it a little bit and how it's heartbreaking in The Last Jedi, but I think, I don't know, maybe it wasn't meant to be the rebuttal that I took it as, but it, it was it was pretty cool anyway. So check that out. It's a one-shot. I mean, no harm, no foul there. And the other Star Wars comic, uh, it came out a week ago, uh, and it was Star Wars issue 108. Now, if you're uh, of my age, the Star Wars comic was the way you experienced Star Wars and their adventures we didn't have, uh, there was no, this is pre-Blu-ray, pre-DVD, pre-streaming, pre-VHS, pre-beta, uh, at least for us normal people. I'm sure some, some of the upper class had it. Uh, but no, we had no way to relive these uh, stories. So when I saw the Marvel comics, I think I started with about issue 15. When I saw it on the newsstands there, I bought it every month until the last issue, which was 107. I think it was published in 1986-ish maybe 1987, and it actually went beyond Return of the Jedi by about two dozen issues, and they showed what happened afterwards. Uh, spoiler warning, Luke doesn't become a cranky old man who deserts his friends and leaves them to die. Uh, it's, it's very well written. There were some real magical issues in that 107-issue run, plus annuals and such. So as part of the 80th anniversary of Marvel Comics, they put out issue 108, and it expanded upon a story that originally began in issue 50 of the original Star Wars comic run. Now, uh, Walt Simonson drew the original issue. Uh, here he only had time to contribute a cover, and what a cover it is. Uh, just uh, fantastic. It brings back one of the most popular com- uh, comic book characters from the original Star Wars run, uh, Valance the Hunter. He was a cyborg bounty hunter. Uh, that Luke actually, because of Luke's relationship with C-3PO and R2-D2, he actually turned away from his life and saved young Skywalker. So this is a a continuation of his story. 
uh, I'll be honest, when I first heard they were putting out 108, I thought they were going to continue on and uh, put out issues every, you know, so often. But it's a one-shot, and it is fantastic. Uh, they even do some of the panels and, and stuff like they did back in that era of comic books. Uh, just great, oversized issue, lot, a lot of uh, <laughs> returning favorite characters and maybe not-so-favorite characters from the Marvel comic run. I won't spoil it. I know Bleeding Cool put uh, some of the spoilers right in the headlines, which was garbage move, up, in my opinion. But, you know, read the comic if you already have it. It was it was very cool. I love those issues. Uh, and it actually sparked a... I was talking to my son, Lucas. You remember him from last episode where we talk, ranked all the Marvel movies. And I got to thinking, I wonder what he uh, would think. As a young man, he's only uh, 13. What he would think of that original run and the way... knowing that now that everything's finished uh some of the choices and maybe some of the hints that they almost got close to so uh i'm gonna let you know now i'm gonna have a companion podcast coming uh, you can get it on firstcomicsnews.com uh and it's called beyond the saga the marvel star wars comic series review and what we're gonna do is we're not gonna review one issue per podcast because that'd take forever uh, we're gonna do stories and, and, and sections of books uh, so the first issue is going to be kind of an introduction, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the era it came in and the development of it. It was really the first licensed product that Star Wars had, and the way they got around to it was just fascinating. Uh, but once uh, I, I'll give a little backstory to it, and then we're going to go over the first six issues of the original Star Wars comic run, uh, and that was the adaptation of the original Star Wars movie. Uh, I believe it was... Uh, I haven't looked at it in a long time, but I believe it was uh, Howard Chaikin did the art. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be exciting, and we're going to go through it story by story. We're going to talk to you. We're going to see what you know references how how he enjoyed it. If I remember reading it, what I thought of it, I, I do remember a lot of individual stories that stuck with me. You know, 20, 30 years after I read them. Uh, so I know it's a good series, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the younger generation thinks about it. Uh, and that's going to be uh, coming soon to iTunes and any other podcast streaming service you can think of. Again, it's called Beyond the Saga, the Marvel Star Wars comic series review. This is the original series, 1977 to 1986. Uh, so look for that coming soon. Probably in about a, a week or two, we'll get the first issue, out, uh, <laughs> the first episode out to you. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So look forward to that. And uh, I hope to have Lucas on again uh, to the first Comics News podcast, talk about some comics. Uh, we have some uh, movies coming out that we're going to be checking out. Maybe we'll touch base on that. Uh, before I go, uh, today on First Comics News, we had an article hit that gave some bad news for DC comic fans. Uh, Swamp Thing, the brand new, well-received series on the DC Universe app, has been canceled. They dropped the original 13-issue run down to 10 episodes, and now it is not coming back for a second one. I believe the production of the series has already ended, so I'm hoping it doesn't end on a big cliffhanger and it's somewhat self-contained. Uh, this could be the first sign. Uh, AT&T has absorbed Warner Media, and this could be the first sign of troubling times ahead for DC as uh, the AT&T conglomerate kind of do things their own way. There are rumors of a Time Warner uh, streaming app for all their properties coming soon. Uh, we'll see what happens with that, but it was disappointing. Uh, you don't even get a chance to get into the series and enjoy it. Uh, you know, you see the first episode, and before the second one comes out, it's already been canceled. So that definitely could affect their numbers, so it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope I gave you some ideas for comic books to pick up or ask about at your local comic shop you may not have heard of or uh, even been on the lookout for. There's some good stuff out there once you get beyond the mainstream, and I hope you give it a chance. And as always, I'll be back next week with some more comics, uh, give you some ideas to look for, as well as some mainstream stuff, because man does not live by independent comics alone. Uh, Keep your eye out for the new podcast, Beyond the Saga, the Marvel Comics Star Wars Retrospective Series. Uh, That'll be coming to you in about a week or two. So until next time, guys, I'll see you on firstcomicsnews.com. Thank you for listening to the First Comics News Podcast. Visit firstcomicsnews.com for all your comic news. Email us at firstcomicsnewspodcast at gmail.com.